Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. Hello and welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. It is time to hustle and thrive. And today we have a special guest for you. If you have read either of my books, Hustle, Believe, Receive, or hashtag Future Boards, then you already know who this lady is. Uh, today we are talking to Stephanie Tabache from uh, both my books. She is the creator of Mom Life and also Gifted Customs. And we're gonna be talking all about entrepreneurship, manifesting, and how you act on those uh, kind of divine inspirations or gut reactions to go and follow your dream. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it's been uh, a while since readers caught up with you. Uh, You are one of the first stories featured in Hustle Receive. I think you're in the, the first section of the book. And like I said in the intro, uh, I have literally, and still to this day, the book's been out for three uh-huh. years, um, gotten so many uh, DMs, comments, thank yous from readers all around the world who are like, oh, I loved her story. How is Stephanie? What's going on? You know, because her story was really Powerful. So, for people who don't know it, um, who haven't read the book yet, can you take us take us back and tell us um, how you got here? So, you're an entrepreneur now. You're a business owner. Your designs have been worn by celebrities, um, but it definitely didn't start there for you. Can you take us back to the day in the park? The day in the park. It was. It was. Um, it was when I first got my the first 25 shirts that I made for mom life. Um, And I literally went to the park, sat down with the blanket with my best friend, and we were just like, oh, these are just going to sell. Like, all these shirts are going to go. All these moms are here. Because, you know, the brand is for moms. Um, Right. And we were there with our shirts nicely folded on the blanket. And it was like one of Seattle's, like, busiest parks. And nobody even looked our way. Like, we were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody even asked us, like, what it meant. Um, and mind you, at that time, like, when I did that, I didn't have any kind of, like, business cards or, like, promo stuff. I honestly right. didn't even know what I was doing. Like, I, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to even sell a T-shirt, let alone knew how to do packaging and, you know, all of the stuff that goes into selling an mm-hmm. item. I just like literally basically jumped into into it and you know the first time I actually took it out in public I didn't get the best response um that I thought I would but you know I I went back to the drawing board I sat on the shirts for like probably like two or three months until anything even happened to them and um <clears throat> I started reaching out to you know, a lot of people on Instagram, because at that time, Instagram was new, so I would just reach out to, like, random people who had, like, a huge following just to see if they would even take a shirt, um, and at that point, I was giving them away for free. Um, wow. And then, like, and maybe, like, two or three months later after sending the, the first batch of shirts out, I, like, got 
um, a tag on Instagram. And this, this was the day that I was like on my way back from um, an interview because it was like the holiday season and I was trying to get a part-time job to make a few dollars, you know, just to cover Christmas and, you know, other expenses. Right. And um, I was like sitting there feeling defeated because I didn't get the job. And I was in, on the um, the light rail on the way home, and I looked at my phone, and then like I saw I saw, I saw something I never saw before, that like I had like 300 like likes, and then like I kept refreshing my phone, and it kept saying 50 likes, and like um, I just my phone just blew up on Instagram. Wow. But then one day I went from like 100 followers to 600 followers, and a Damn. bunch of like DMs on like how can I get a shirt, you know, where can I order, and it just went on from there. Um, And then I, yeah, I I reached out to, like, a friend who already had a business, who was already established, and I just, you know, was asking questions. Like, at that point, I didn't have anything to lose, so I was like, let me just reach out to anyone who would give me answers, you know. So, yeah, I've just been, from there, it's just been growing. There's so much I love about your story because um, in the very beginning, it just was an idea, right? It was an idea that uh, you and your man had, and you Mm -hmm. sat down and uh, sketched it out, right, on on a napkin or on a scrap piece of paper. And and the idea was, tell us about the original shirts or, um, yeah, the, the original shirts you were sending out. The shirt, it was it's a hashtag, and then like it has a little figure on there, a little child and a mom, and it's literally mom life because at that moment I was a stay-at-home mom, and that's all I did. I lived and breathed my children. Like I didn't do anything else, and I did feel like an empty void, you know. Like I'm like I need to do something yeah. else. Like I need to do more. Like there, there it was like that feeling that I had that I needed something else other than being a stay-at-home right. mom. Um, and working wasn't one of the things because I, I didn't want to work and then have to pay for daycare. So I was like, I will be a stay-at-home mom until they're able to go to school. So the But I love that you acted on that idea, you know, because a lot of people wouldn't. They would be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, maybe even if they took the step to sketch it out, they would still be like, oh, I don't know how to make shirts. I don't, you know. Will I make enough money? Will I this? Will I that? And you... It was definitely not, a gamble for sure. Yeah. Like, I didn't have money just to throw around and buy 25 custom T-shirts right. to, you know, even give them away at that time. But it, that's just what we ended up doing because, you know, I I didn't know how to promote them. And I, right. you know, just kind of went with the flow with everything as far as, like, trying to get them out and seen and, you know... But you were willing to learn, you know, you were willing to, like, figure it out and think outside the box, and there's no better word than hustle (laughs) for that, right? Like, you were willing to hustle. You may not have, uh, you know, known the formula of how you start a business or any of that. Trust me, I did not either. The first 18 months of my business was, like, the hardest learning curve of my life. Um, It is no joke to be an entrepreneur. Um, But you, you... went out and you did it anyway and you put that investment in those first 25 shirts and you go to the park and literally no one's even looking at them let alone buying them and of course it's got to feel defeating you know of course you have got to 
kind of question, what am I doing, you know, whatever. What kept you going after you got home and, and you know, felt like, uh, that didn't go how I, how I thought it would? A lot of people would have just given up then, like given the shirts to their friends and, you know, gone on. What kept you going and gave you the idea to, hey, maybe I should send them to celebrities and see what happens? Because they were already there. <laughs> like, I already had them in my hands. So I was like, I need to do something with them. I was like, I, I, I was like, I can't just, like, base my, this whole entire mission on one day at the park. So I just. Wow, that's awesome. Like, at, at that point, it was like, you know, social media was starting to boom. So I kind of took advantage of that and just, like, you know, I and honestly, I didn't even know these people who I reached out to. I just reached out to people who had a huge following who who kind of, like, fell under the category of, like, mom and, like, you know, what kind of life they live, you know. So, and a lot Which of is actually how, yeah, that's actually how uh, you and I connected. Um, yes. Because one of the MBA wives. I think had been wearing either your beanie or your T-shirt at that point, and my best friend, who's an NBA wife, uh, had seen it, and of course went and bought a sack of them, uh, and she gave me one, and then she was like, "You should come up." And I was, at the time, I was doing interviews for Hustle Believe Receive, and she was like, "You got to check out this girl. Like, she just started her business, and I think she had probably like gone on your Instagram and was stalking you, and she's like, she's cool. Go check her out.'" Um, and that's, that's how you and I connected, and we, we had this conversation. I was just so blown away by the fact that, um, you know, here you are, a young mom with two little kids. How old were you when you started your business? I want to say I was, like, 23 or 24. Yeah, that's right. what I thought, like, yeah. early 20s. No shade, but you were a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that I'm 44. Um, you know, you you just you had this like fire in you to to go out and figure it out, and you did that, and you got celebrities, and um, you know, a lot of NBA wives I know were were wearing your stuff. Um, and then at what point? Uh, well, actually, let's talk about when when we met in New York. So because I know you have a great manifesting story. So uh, also as I was writing. Hustle, Believe, Receive, I was testing out the eight steps that are in there um, on two boot camps. <laughs> I basically was like, okay, I know this works for me. I know I've kind of coached it ad hoc before, but in order for me to put it in a book, I, I want like 60 strangers, people I didn't know and have never coached, uh, to go through the methods like as written in the book um, and just see if it works. And so I did these two like uh, boot camps, if you will, and you were part of uh, one of them, and so you learned the HBR method, you were practicing it, you did all your homework, you made your future boards and all of that, and uh, then we all met in New York for the, the red carpet release of the book. So can you tell us, uh, you have an amazing manifesting story around that, that time, um, and right after that, I think we went to New York after that. Can you tell us that story? I think you were talking about the second time that we went to New York for the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I literally just wanted to go because I was like, <laughs> I loved New York the first time. So I was like, okay, you're going back for a book signing. I want to go because I, I was able to go. I, I was at that time literally living paycheck to paycheck. So I was like, I can use this paycheck to buy an airplane ticket and go. And my best friend was like, let's do it. Let's go. So we buy the airplane ticket 
we book a night in in New York because we literally went there just for the book signing and we're gonna go right back home. Um, so after the whole book signing and everything, we get to the airport and um, <clears throat> I'm like checking in my stuff and they're like, you'll get your seating assignment when you go to the gate. I go to the gate and like, um, I'm like waiting because, you know, the screen, I'm waiting for my name to pop up on the screen and I'm like at home, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm like trying to get home to my kids, their first, my son's first guest. Valentine's Day at school, I was like, I want to be there, um, and then one of my kids were sick, so I was like, I need to go home, <clears throat> so I'm waiting and waiting, and then, like, they're closing the door, and I'm like, wait a minute, what, how, how am I going to get home, so they're like, oh, you know, because of the way you booked, like, we had to, you know, give priority seating or whatever, <clears throat> so I literally stood there and bawled my eyes out because I needed to get home. I just felt like, you know, how am I going to get through this? Like, I promised my kids I would be there at a certain time. And, you know, um, and then the lady was like, okay, well, we'll give you a $1,000 American Express voucher um, and we'll get you on the first flight, you know, back to Seattle, which I had to take a detour. But, you know, that $1,000 was Yeah, really nice. it was just so amazing. <laughs> it, over, it, it was like double what you had initially paid the exactly. job. I didn't even have that going to New York let alone, like, you know. Yeah. And the amazing part about it, so, so part of uh, what's in the book is I, I teach this concept called money ain't a thing, where it's mm-hmm. like if you put the dream out there into the universe and the opportunity comes because manifesting typically happens in the form of an idea or an opportunity. So when the opportunity comes, even if you don't know how it's all going to kind of flush out or work, um, that's kind of your indication, okay, universe, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to step out on faith and hold my hold my breath. I know you got me type thing. And I remember when I called you, um, one of the reasons why I really um, wanted you to, to come if there was any way that you could is that we were doing uh, a live stream on ABC and Good Morning America for this book signing, uh, which was at Barnes & Noble in New York. And I was like, girl, wear your shirts. <laughs> come come talk to the reporters. Like, get out. You know, this is a great kind of opportunity to get some, some big exposure on the shirts. Um, and you just jumped. You were like, I will figure it out. And then it was so beautiful when I heard the story after you got home that not only did the universe have your back, but it, like, paid you to go. Essentially, it was not only covered all the costs, it paid you to go. It was like one of the best like times of my life, actually. Yeah, and here's the thing about manifesting that that winds up always being better than we ever thought or imagined. Um, In all the years that I've flown and I fly like a beast, I've never been offered a cash voucher. Essentially, American Express, which is you know used as cash. I've always been offered airline credits, and they're always, like, half the cost of a flight, you know, so it's always kind of a, a BS offer. So it's just so magical, you know what I mean? It was It's such a rare and magical um, thing to manifest. And so over the last couple of years, I know you have uh, pivoted your business and grown, as uh, all entrepreneurs do, and uh, tell us a little bit about how the next phase of your business and, and that dream has unfolded the last couple of years. Well, since I started um, Mom Life, like, a lot of my friends 
um, they've been asking me like, oh, you know, do you know where I can get t-shirts done? Do you know if you can, can you help me get some t-shirts done? Like, I, I basically have a connect on where I can get t-shirts done, and then like I would help my friends like get stuff done for their business and like just small things. And I thought to myself like, you know, I had that feeling again, like how I had that feeling at the very beginning when I had, yeah. um, you know, the whole mom life thing. Like I wanted more. Like I needed more. Like I, I had that urge again, and I was like, oh my god, like what is it, you know? And so <clears throat> at that time I was, like, working with my business partner now um, on, like, a project. I think we were doing, like, a charity thing. And I noticed, like, how we kind of, like, connected and, like, how we worked together. And everything just got done. You know, like, we got shit done together. Yeah. So I was, and then um, she, her husband had um, his own brand as well. So we're like, okay, yeah, let's get together and, like, you know, put together a print shop. Like, well, we can do this. And uh, and starting the print shop, too, I had no clue what I was doing, just like how I had no clue running a business in the very beginning. But I wanted to do it because I wanted to be the source. I wanted to be the source yeah. of where people Instead got Instead of being stuff. kind of the middleman or helping, yes. you know, other companies get rich, like, why don't I, why don't I do this myself? That's so brilliant. I love it. So after um, – talking to her about it, we are just like, yeah, let's do it. So we um, we got with somebody who actually knew, like, how to function, like, you know, the, the programs and knew how to, you know, kind of show us the ropes of, like, how to do everything, right? So we started working out of one of our business partners' garage, um, not garage, but uh, living room. We're taking orders, like, not much to where, you know, we could do anything with it, but we're like, okay, let's just jump in there and use social media and, like, tell everybody we have a print shop. Or we're starting uh, you have to start. Shop. I love it. You go out and start. So I announced that, you know, um, I, we got a print shop. Like, you know, this is our new business. And everybody was so happy for us. Like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, like, we need to get stuff done and, you know, this and that. <clears throat> and at that time, we were kind of just, like, shopping around for a place like it wasn't a solid um it wasn't anything solid yet until we found a building that we really liked it was um it wasn't like really glamorous or anything it was like a lot of junk in there but we kind of saw like the vision and we're just like okay let's do it and the landlord he's super nice he was just like you know give me first and last month's rent and then we can go from there so um at that same time, when we were looking at the, the building, we had, like, a huge order come in. And it pretty much covered first and last month's rent. Um, and the orders just kept coming in to where we, like, kind of worked ourselves into the shop. And pretty much all of our orders, like, were able to cover, like, the new flooring, the paint, like, just the remodel of, like, our entire shop. That's so amazing. So, I love yeah, it. Yeah, the shop pretty much was built off of, like, all of the orders that we got in. Like, it, it, the whole process of, like, putting together Gifted Customs was, like, magical to me. I loved every minute of, like, putting the shop together from scratch. Yeah, like, seeing your literally come to life. <laughs> yeah. And, it was and awesome. in such a physical way that was a little bit different than the, the business you had before. Because mm-hmm. you know, the business you had before would be an idea, you would send it out, you would get the shirts back, and then you would sell them. But now, 
you know, you're in a position to do that for other companies to, of course, continue to do that for your brand, but it, in a physical space, which is a huge step for any business. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to share your story and this evolution of your story because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, a lot of women entrepreneurs out there who have ideas and who maybe don't have investors and don't have a lot of money, maybe have no money to start out with, and think they can't do it, you know, and think like, how can I do this um, if, you know, I don't have the investment, I don't have anyone supporting me, all of that. And, and I love in both iterations of your story and kind of everywhere in between, you started whether you knew what you were doing or not. And here's the thing. No one knows what they're doing. <laughs> like no, no one. one knows what they're doing. It doesn't matter if you have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree in business. You are still going to be in training wheels the first two years of your business regardless. It's, that's just life. And I, I love that you're open and honest about um, this process because I think it's the thing that holds so many people back from doing their idea or doing the thing that they love. What would you tell um, those women who are listening now who are just kind of sitting maybe on their ideas or are scared to start? Um, well, I would tell them to just do it, like just to start. Like whatever you have, whether it's a sketch, an idea, write it down, um, share it with someone who you think that will maybe take you to the next level, reach out. like. In the very beginning, I was scared to reach out to people who kind of were more experienced than me because I kind of had that, like, um, like thought in my head, like, oh, they're not going to help me. But if you are starting off with nothing, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> but Ooh, yes. maybe, maybe someone not responding, you know. Um, the best way is just to, to start, to reach out, to, to do your research, to, I don't know, just, if anything is better than nothing. At yeah, all. than not doing it. Absolutely. Can you uh, talk to us a little bit about handling no? I know you've heard no. I've heard no. Oh my God, I've heard no so much that I literally don't even hear it. I'm like, whatever. It. It. I got to be honest. It very rarely phases me. Um, if anything, it kind of burns a fire in me. But that's because I've I've been doing things that, by their very nature, we're gonna get. 80% no's, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so I knew that going in and I was like, eh, it is what it is, you know, and, and I know when you're reaching out to, in the beginning to people on social media, <clears throat> you're probably kind of thinking the same thing. Either you're not going to hear back from them or you're going to get a no. How did you handle that and, and did you take it personally or how did you not take it personally? I didn't take it personally just because, like, they didn't have an attachment to me in any kind of way for me to feel, like, an emotional attachment. Like, you know, like, oh, I feel hurt because you said no. But it's because I didn't even know them in the first place for me to reach out to – for them to say yes or no. I just – either they said yes or no. If they said no, I would just keep moving on to the first – the next person. And if they said yes, it was, it was great. Like, I would use them you, – like, you know – basically, like, network with them and, you know, help each other build. But if yeah. they said no, I would just keep going. You just move, move on. I think, I think that is probably one of the things that so many people are really afraid of. It's like, 
that fear of rejection because maybe they're looking for validation, you know, and if ever you're looking for validation outside yourself, then your, your skin is too thin. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, stay home for a little bit and get that, thin a little, that skin a little bit thicker because it, no one's going to give you validation until you're an ultimate success. That's just fact. You know what I mean? Like, once, yeah. once you're a success that everyone knows and everyone wants to be around, then maybe you'll get that validation, at which point you're not going to give a shit about that validation anymore. So definitely um, you have to be doing things for your own reasons and because you're called to do it. You mentioned that a couple times, like you had that feeling, and I'm a huge believer in our intuition and kind of like our gut feelings because I I think that's what – guides us to make the right decisions. It's how manifesting usually happens because it's kind of coming to you in the form of those ideas. Um, how, have you, how has intuition kind of played a role in both your business and maybe personal life um, as far as kind of trusting your gut? Um, I think that's the only way I, I live is just like um, believing that it would work out just fine. Um, I've been, I've always been using the, the eight steps that I've learned from the boot camp. Um, always grateful for everything that I have. And it, it, something that I do have might not be what I envisioned in the first place, but everything has manifested in a, a way um, that everything I wanted came to life. So I would just have nothing else but to believe because that's just, you know. Yeah, it either. builds your confidence, right? The more, yeah. you, the more you've manifested. So I know you've manifested a lot from your initial future board that we made in boot camp. Uh, can you tell us some of the other things that have manifested for you over the years? You know, your car um, was one, right? You've had some trips. Mm-hmm. So I, we, we only had one car to use between um, us and I – I was like, I need a, a car. I need, like, a, a mom van so I can, like, check my kids here and there for their sports and stuff. And I, um, at one point, I, I worked for three years um, in aerospace. So I was able to make some money so I can actually purchase a car um, so my kids can ride nice, you know, like, to yeah. not be in a bucket. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was able to do that. That was one of the sacrifices. You had the I white, beautiful minivan that you had on there. Yes. Um, and um, and then I had a house on my future board as well. Um, and I don't know whether the house was my house or a brand new house in general. You know, because yeah. where we lived, it was like my my childhood home, but it was getting so old that like my parents didn't want to put any money into redoing it or like you know remodeling it so so I took it upon myself to reach out to someone who could help us like put the house on the market and um and a year later my parents were able to sell their their home their first home that they bought for like six or seven times more than they bought it for that's amazing so, you know, we were able to take that money and then, like, go buy a newer house with way more room for everyone. Um, so, yeah, definitely manifested a brand new house. Yeah. <laughs> it might and, not and, like my house, but 
I mean, like, And Disneyland, you know, too, right? Didn't you guys? Uh, we went to Universal. I wanted to do yeah. um, road trips with my kids. I wanted to take vacations with them. And I, you know, bought the car. I hit the road, went to Universal. Um, what else did so, we do? That's so awesome. <laughs> there's you, so many things. And yeah, there's awesome. been so many pictures I've seen of that you've tagged me, like, manifest with that, manifest with that. That was on my future board. <laughs> and on the future or on the future board that I originally had when I did the eight-week boot camp, I even put, like, machines that I wanted. I, want, I put, like, a little boutique that I wanted on there. Um, and the machines, I actually have those machines now that I put on That's the board so awesome. that I wanted. Um, to to do the business, like I was just like I don't know why I want these machines, but I want to put them on the board. And then next thing you know, I'm opening up a print shop that requires those machines to function. Girl, and then, um, that's so amazing. So my shop has a front area where I can display my stuff. And I was like, oh, that's the little boutique that I put on there <laughs> on the future yep. board. Um, that I actually have now. Like, I, it might not have been that exact photo, but it's, you know, I have it. Like, you know, everything has manifested from that future board. And, y'all, and I even manifested um, Florida off of that, too. Because <laughs> I know I have, New York. Like, New York was on your first one. Yep. It was New York, Florida, yep. California. Like, it, it was, it's actually fully manifested. That's so crazy. And, guys, this is why Stephanie is the, only person I featured in both of my books. So her original story, you can read that story in Hustably Receive. And then I knew she had manifested so much and like built this whole other part of her business. Um, and so I called her up for future boards when I was writing future boards as because she was also um, one of the people who, unlike a lot of them, a lot of them I, I just was um, interested in how they got where they were going and then the message just kind of organically showed up in their story. But uh, Stephanie, you were one of the few who actually did know the method um, at the time that I was writing it and had been practicing it. And so the, you know, the success of the, how fast you manifested things, so you can read uh, her updated story in, in future boards as well. Um, and I love, I love your attitude has always been one of, positivity, even though you've been through a lot of really difficult times, you know, and it has not been easy for you. And um, it has been a big risk and a big learning curve. How are you, um, you know, at, the, at this time that we're recording this, we're going into like week six of COVID. You live in Washington, which is one of the worst hit states um, in the country. How is your business um, pivoting or how has it been for your business? during this time? It actually hasn't really affected it as, as much as I thought it would. Um, a lot of the warehouses that I order my stuff from shut down. So that actually, like, you know, added more of an obstacle for me to get, like, inventory and stuff like that. But other than that, like, the orders have still been coming in continuously, like, you know. So amazing. So amazing. Um, which is amazing, and I'm so thankful and blessed for everything that, like, I, I haven't had, like, any downtime really since this whole thing started. That's so awesome. Um, That's so I've awesome. Actually, and you were, you were telling me before uh, we started recording that you, you again, acted on your intuition, 
right? Um, mm-hmm. When this thing first hit and brought your equipment home. Yes, I brought like um, half of my equipment home because I wanted to make sure I can cover gas if I'm not working. Like, you know, like I, I don't have to go anywhere to work, um, like drive to my shop, save on gas. Like I was trying to figure out ways where I can, you know, work around this whole situation. So I moved half of my equipment home, and I've been working on orders from home so it gives me more time to do it instead of, like, limiting my time at the shop. Like, I I don't like to stay there past, like, a certain hour there because, you know, it gets dark. So I'm like, let me, you know, pack everything up that I need while I'm, like, you know, the the bulk of the, the, the work and bring it home. So I brought it home, and, like, I've been pretty busy since, you know, the whole thing started, like, I randomly got, like, orders, and the orders have been big, so they've been keeping me busy throughout this whole time, actually. So freaking awesome. And, it's you know, I, I think it's totally such a testament of the universe, again, having your back. Like, you yes. have hustled. You've put the vision out there. you put the dream out there. You've remained positive even in many difficult circumstances. And, and through this time, you didn't allow yourself to be like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Everything's going to stop. My business is going to fall apart, blah, 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 which a lot of people do. A lot of people do. They mm-hmm. immediately go there, and then they self-manifest it. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, yes. And I think for you to immediately be like, ooh, I see something coming on the horizon that might not be good, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to figure something else out, and I'm going to work around it, and I'm going to keep cracking, you know, and this is going to be a busy time for me rather than a slow time. And like everything else, you're manifesting it. I love that. Um, I, just, I just, that's part of what I'm always trying to find new ways to convey and to teach people how to do. So what is your, what is your next level dream, girl? What's on, what's on the future board now that, that you're looking forward to? I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I do have that, I have that inkling again, like inside of me that I need more. Like I need, I, I always have that feeling every couple of years, yep. like, you know, like after I've gotten to a certain point with my mm-hmm. business, now that I've gone through like two completely separate, different types of, I mean, it's not completely different, but. Yeah, like different know, like, iterations. Yeah, yeah. I, I. I have that feeling again. Like, I I haven't really expressed it yet because, you know, I've been so busy trying to keep up with, like, orders and stuff. And, you know, this business has kept me busy. So, but something deep down inside of me is, like, you know, what is it? Like, what is it? Like, you have that feeling again. So what is it? So I'm just, like, trying to let it come to me. (laughs) I don't know exactly. Yeah, well, and it has, right? The last two times it hasn't, you've paid attention and you're paying attention now. You know, there's like, you know, whatever we want to call it, a stirring, a calling, a something. And just that alone, just being uh, present enough and knowing yourself well enough to be like, okay, I'm open. Whatever comes, in the meantime, I'm super grateful and cranking away at what I'm doing, but I'm totally open and I'm ready to do whatever the next thing is. And, girl, I know there's so many next things for you. It's not even funny. Like, craziness. <laughs> and and I've kind of, maybe we can say this, I've kind of pushed you out of the nest a few times. I've, I've thrown you in front of a few crowds, haven't I, Stephanie? You have. You definitely <laughs> have. I'm like, girl, you've got a story to share. Get your ass up on stage. Let's go. <laughs> but you've done it. 
You've done it, and you've killed. Yes, and I have Hustle Believe Receive to thank for that. I, I, I literally go through the eight steps in my head when I feel like I'm stuck. You know, like I, I definitely go through those days where I need to chill out and just, you know, sit back and think, like, what is it, like, you know, I want to do next? And Or if I'm, like, I definitely follow the eight steps still to this very day. That's so awesome. You spoke at my very first women's empowerment dinner uh, in Portland, and we had about 150 women in the room. And I was like, oh, you have to tell your story. You have to tell your story. And and people just love you. And listeners, I know you're going to be obsessed with Stephanie um, as well and, and watch her grow. Like, that's what I love about you is, you know, when we first connected and <clears throat> possibly received, it was really kind of the start of your business, I think, maybe two years in or so mm-hmm. that. Um, and so, you know, the readers who've been following Mom Life, uh, your Instagram, right, um, mm-hmm. have been able to, to watch you grow and watch you pivot. And guys and gals out there, I get a few haters who are like, you can't call people guys. <laughs> guys and gals. Um, you've got to hit up Stephanie to get your shirts done. Um, you've made shirts for me. You've made Manifesting Gangsta shirts for me. You've made Receiving shirts for me. Um, at some point, I'm going to do a whole shirt line uh, because, yeah, I mean, I love it. So custom, um, fitted customs? Gifted customs. Gifted, gifted customs. Um, and what's your Instagram? It's um, at gifted customs. Perfect. And where for can people – that's for your business. Where can people follow you and learn more about you and and support your journey? Um, I have my Mom Life Mom Life Instagram. That's like with all the brand and stuff. And I have a personal one, which is Mom Life dot Journey, and that's just like my personal one where I just share like my life on. Um, and then at Gifted Customs for my custom um, T-shirts. I am just so blessed to know you honestly like I really I really am I'm so grateful for every time I've ever hit you up and been like girl (laughs) any chance you're in for this which this podcast is another one right you are always (laughs) always always say yes and uh, I always say yes but I'm always nervous you know know, which is what I love about you (laughs) you're like uh yes but and I'm like yep you got this no problem (laughs) because you do and I just I mean I adore you and I think that so many women can relate to you because you're like one of us you're normal you know what I mean like you don't have all the answers you don't know everything but you're willing to figure it out and try and and build something that is going to be a legacy for your son, you know. And you're you're a fully devoted mom still. You were able to do that. So let's let's talk real quick as we wrap up about that. I do think that that's something that women um, are afraid, you know, to kind of start their thing, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. If if they have young kids, especially, right? They don't want to take away from their kids and their husband and all that stuff. Um, how did you manage that? Because your kids were really young when you started, right? Yeah, I think um, when I – right after I quit my job where I worked um, in Aerospace for three years, I told myself that, like, whatever I do from this point forward, I will make sure that, like, you know, I work around my kids' schedule. Because my kids play sports. They have activities. They 
they have their own life <laughs> that I have to basically like chauffeur them manage. Around. Yeah. So I literally like you know I literally schedule my life around them, which is what what my whole purpose is. So you know I I wouldn't be afraid to jump into doing something and taking it charge of your life and your time because that's all you have is, you know, your own time. So I've pretty much been able to schedule, like, me working, like, around my kids' schedule because I can at this point because I made it to where. Yeah, because you, um, you made that decision, right, to, yes. to, to do and this with allowed it. I've ever made because I'm able to make money. I'm able to go to all my kids' football games, practices, and, you know, football is life. <laughs> yep. so yes, I, I do know. That's where I play football. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I need to make sure, like, I'm there for all the field trips, all of the, yes. you know, everything. So I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that, to be able and, to maneuver around. Yeah, build it around it. In the beginning, you were working full-time and building your business, right? And so now are you able to um, work full-time on the business, or is it still a double hustle? I'm able to work full-time on my business now, which is great. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's a scary leap. It's amazing. I mean, I did a double hustle for that many years. (laughs) Yes. Scary, but amazing at the same time. It's a great feeling. To be able to run on your own time instead of oh my like God. having and to make to, your own money, like yes. no one can take your paycheck away. That's the thing that, um, you know, that was really my ultimate deciding factor to never go back to corporate again. I was like, no one's ever. I got laid off for like the fourth time, <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. no one is ever going to have the power to take my paycheck away. If I don't have money coming in, it's going to be on me. You know what I mean? Like in my business, yes. then that will that'll be something I can say, hey, Sarah, get your shit together, <laughs> you know, but no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give anyone else that power, so that is amazing, and I know what an accomplishment that is, um, so congratulations, Thank so you. excited for you, yes, all right, everybody, go follow Stephanie, um, encourage her, if this episode uh, spoke to you, if it empowered you, then please let us know. Uh, comment on the post in my feed, share it uh, with Stephanie, tag Stephanie, um, because, yeah, we want to know that these conversations matter, and I know it matters to me. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for being on the show today and sharing your story. All right, everybody, go hustle and thrive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.